You're now listening to the Something Good Podcast Network. Please press any key to continue. You don't know about the, the other side of the pyramid? The fifth side? It's called the floor, you dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to make sure he realizes there is a fifth side of the pyramid. And I believe none of them, which makes me an expert. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Something Good For You Network. This is Chris with Quinn. Uh, we are coming back with you. We still don't have a title yet for our uh, <laughs> for our show, our cryptic conspiracy cult show. We'll just call it WIP. Chris and Quinn. <laughs> Work in progress. <laughs> yep, Captain Chris and Quinn Medicine Man. <laughs> but uh, today we will be uh, going into the Wendigo, uh, one of the more americanized cryptids that i love uh we did do um bigfoot and loch ness already but uh but yeah let's just get into it uh the wendigo is a native american uh, cryptid uh mainly uh this is for north america uh, unlike our bigfoot which stretched across the world um also known as the skinwalker yeah um, as i called it to alex a native american banshee aryan skinhead <laughs> uh, <laughs> just edward norton like 15 feet tall roaming the woods <laughs> mouth on the curb <laughs> oh god it just got really uncomfortable he's just curb stopping everybody so uh, i'll let quinn hit it off uh tell us about tell us some information about the wendigo well it kind of started off i mean you're not wrong by saying it is a skinwalker because from what i've read um essentially east of appalachia in the algonquin culture which mm. is stretching from uh, New England down to I'd say right about uh, Southern Virginia no. um, a lot of that area that's where the Wendigo would be found throughout all of Appalachia going up the mountain ranges now as you move west and you start getting into tribes like the Navajo the Cree things of that Blackfoot nature yeah the Blackfoot as well uh, that's where you start running into what's called skinwalkers mm-hmm. uh, they have their own name for it I can't think of the name of it right now uh, I think I actually have it written yeah, down so I was, uh, I was looking at so, because the United States was very good at wiping out the Native Americans, we use broad yeah. terms when describing which tribes. Uh, I did read that uh, across some North Carolina in the Appalachian Mountains, going deep into South Carolina where the Appalachians end, um, the Cherokee-based tribes, um, the Iroquois and stuff like that, um, the Lumpy Indians, which are native to North Carolina, yep. uh, also had a version of of their Wendigo uh, going up to Canada and the First Nations uh, oddly enough the First Nations don't well Canada doesn't recognize individual tribes it's kind of lump them all together <laughs> way to go Canada <laughs> they're like one rung above how trashy Australia yeah, is yeah, it's like <laughs> all of Quebec a French speaking whole state <laughs> under the Queen of England so so they have their own fucking little problems things that make you go huh the <laughs> uh, uh, fun fact Quebec tried to become their own country not long ago are you serious yes they try every year they're like Texas of Canada I've, I've heard <laughs> I, I heard that about them like yeah, uh, Quebec's heard, yeah, yeah it's the same thing with uh, Montreal very mm-hmm. similar too in that aspect yeah and going into like the whole native american part of it they as you stretch from just like any like religion or any like folk creature um this is the only one that is tied to basically a mythos or religion yes uh we get so in india they for going back to what we said during the bigfoot episode was uh india's version of the yeti is part of a a religious aspect for shangri-la um, as a guardian of as it. As a guardian, kind of. Um, and, you know, Russia and their aspect of the Bigfoot is more on the scientific. However, uh, more of the tribes of the Ural Mountains and everything have version of the Yeti or Bigfoot. Yeah. Which is basically, to them, the same thing. A um, pre-man type creature uh, that has to be left alone. Yeah. It, otherwise, he'll fucking die. <laughs> yeah. And uh, while I was doing some research on the Canada aspect of the Wendigo, which I didn't have a lot of information on at the time, um, so the Native Americans, from what I understand, believe that a Wendigo can, in a way, possess uh, yes. a human being and make them do uh, crimes. 
in and, a and way. Or, or moral, moral boundaries. Well, a lot of it, too, kind of goes down to uh, the concept of how it's a metaphor for greediness, um, lust, gluttony, mm-hmm. things of that nature. It's kind of like you can draw parallels to some of the Greek tragedies where it's not necessarily a true story that happened, but it's told in such a fashion that it seems true, but there's really an underlying and more subtle meaning to it. Um most of the most of the people I've seen, the uh, people with degrees <laughs> that talk about this Wendigo, uh, it seems like it's a topa, basically for for sin. Yes, what is what we what we would call sin in, yes. the, in the Western world, um, and I see that kind of. Mm, uh, kind of like a really cool. Uh, Sound like the that, Wendigo is coming up right there. Yeah, I got him. I got him. Drink some Dr. Pepper. Shit, but uh, I got him. I got him. But uh, no, it seemed like you know overseas in Europe, you know when they acknowledge sin, as uh, you know, um, or like you said, the Greek tragedies, Roman and Greek and Macedonians. You know, they all have tales of worry and want of you know these these ethical boundaries oh yeah where it's like, like oh, don't dude. drink too much don't fuck too much don't eat too much don't. Yeah. <laughs> take everything in stride but don't go too far yeah, with have a good time taking. you know don't have too good of a time be more <laughs> be more of a hank hill not a buck strickland <laughs> <laughs> yeah for real i'm addicted to the good times hank <laughs> <laughs> hey we're here for uh we're here for a good time not a but long it, time it's, it's kind of fascinating to me that they were able to create um and i say create very loosely because you know it is a cryptid it is part of their mythos um, yeah they were able to create something as a, a topa or a, a tableau, basically, of what a, a personification of sin, uh, of evil, which I think is a nice parallel to you know the Abrahamic religions with uh, Satan or angels, um, and as we see it, you know, a sign of good and bad, kind of like a line drawn in the sand of the black and white, you know, yeah. a, 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 what's called a Terminator, actually, of white and black. Um, oh wow, that's that's what that's called, like. Um, I can go deeply heaven into it, but no, no, you're fine. You're fine. But, uh, I was interested, <laughs> but I was interested to learn that even in up to the 18 to 1900s in Canada, uh, this was used as a um, a plea for guilt when killing another man in yes. the First Nations and some of the uh, remaining tribes of Native America. Because a, a lot of what goes into even the description of uh, the Wendigo is um, the sense of, well, for one thing that I found kind of cool, how the depictions of them having deer skulls as a head in some form is actually inaccurate. Yes. It, it's more humanistic looking yeah. in the sense of it's heavily emaciated, kind of going into where it's a guilt-laden sort of creature because the emaciation uh, is a depiction of their constant gluttony Mm -hmm. that's never satisfied that's why they're also cannibals um, because it goes into the idea of you've already taken advantage of your fellow man you or you've killed your fellow man and this is the curse that you're stuck Mm -hmm. with now now in um, the whole deer skull uh, aspect is actually more of a uh, from what i learned is more of a very southern to west really kind of thing um so in the gulf states um the native american tribes that were forced out of the gulf states into let's say oklahoma right out of louisiana mississippi alabama yeah uh, had moved forward and it's actually a misinterpretation of another uh topa basically of the native americans so you have the the genderless lanky basically native american slender man yeah pretty much <laughs> but, but with like, a face <laughs> yeah but like you know it's 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 described as an animalistic man who's you know lost all consciousness of yeah. humanity uh was actually mixed with another uh version of another thing from uh, native american culture wow. where the tribes were trying to try to mix together in reservations that are being forced into each other oh so if, if you think about like if you were to take um evangelical christians and lump them in with catholics you're going to get some yeah. very odd things it, it's like, going to be a weird mix in terms of their gospels it's, it's mm-hmm. kind of the same concept it's and like oh we have the same kind of story like mm-hmm. this is our version of it oh that's cool but here's like a few more details mm-hmm. that we have on our end and that kind of goes into the whole you know description of angels in the bible and what we think angels look like are personifications of actual people yeah giant wheels with eyes saying yeah, do giant, not be yeah, afraid yeah, yeah, <laughs> don't be afraid chill chill <laughs> jesus fucking christ <laughs> but like if you think about it that's kind of the same way the americans went about about it something scary and terrifying but they were able to personify it to make it a little bit more relatable because of what it does um which is you know possess people and uh kind of guide them down a wrong path which exactly i can only imagine um 
that this like so we've we've talked about it before we'll probably go into it when we talk about cults but um how a religion or mythos basically uh, the religion of these native american people uh kind of this is their answer to maybe like mental illness yeah this is, this is their this is their definition of what causes it because you know all religion is is just a a book of stories telling you why things happen well in some ways too it also goes into the concept of um staunch individualism and how it can be kind of detrimental to the sake of the community yes because in native american culture you know it's it's relied heavily on community you're mm-hmm. taking care of those your tribe you're taking care of your neighbor your family and really everybody that you live with and around because that is your family more or less everybody's connected um and it also kind of goes into that with the legend in the sense of typically this creature will pick off those who are alone usually ousted alienated from their tribe mm-hmm. trapped traveling by themselves so it kind of breaks it down to where selfishness in the sense of being on an island by yourself or mm-hmm. kind of sectioning yourself off from everybody else can be detrimental and can cause you to engage in well behavior that would be abhorrent to everybody else and i kind of found that fascinating about just native americans in general we don't hear yeah. too much about rogue members of no natives. very rare uh, even even in australia the aborigine which are there are so many different tribes they yeah. all tend to not exile one another um and i think that's kind of a rare breed kind of situation on Aryan uh, european americans and stuff like that who who believe in exceptionalism as a rare form and you do see that along you know because of the way europe progressed and the way native america um, native north america and south america progressed it's very different so you you know we created feudalism we created (laughs) basically poor man's capitalism servitude slavery you know stuff like that not saying the native americans didn't have that because there was a lot of infighting hey let's take what we want blah 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 because it is part of you know the saving grace of you know native americans when moving is it's like you're going to be moving into someone else's territory for a minute um that was primarily like uh, the Cherokee would always have a lot of infighting throughout mm-hmm. that throughout uh, Appalachia because of uh, fishing and hunting grounds yeah. uh, that were throughout the area as well as trading posts too. Yeah. Um, and I think that's kind of I'm not going to say odd, but very unique of yes. what's going on in the world around that time is you know people are building castles, towns, you know people are building houses on the fucking range basically yeah. in Europe, but over here it's still a tribal mentality very much down so to, you know pre-western roman society which basically created the city-state with greece and uh egypt you know you rarely hear stories of tribes between northern africa and europe which i find kind of fascinating when because their versions of stories you get norse mythology especially yeah. in gaul going up to where uh, sweden finland and the scandinavia. scandinavia yeah um but here in north america i think it's kind of kind of neat that they were able to create virtually their own version of the devil yeah to a degree um i mean it, even this creature itself could be like the version of the devil uh yeah. something that's never satisfied always trying to um trick more people i mean the the concept of it mimicking uh people's voices whether it be loved ones or the person themselves to try to coax them out um and going into a little bit before uh i always love the theory of how native americans became came to be in what is now the united north america um we've all heard the the land bridge yeah from russia to what is alaska and through the grand teton mountains down Mm -hmm. to the midwest uh, great lakes area um but i find that you know the separation of a of a of people you know mass migration if you will do you think that it's inherent in like just being a human being into creating a good and evil personification i feel like it is um i feel like even if there's not a religious connotation within mm-hmm. it, I feel like mankind, humans in general, have the concept of right and wrong, good and evil, black and white mindset. It's just a matter of what is determined in our cultural aspects. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, uh, you could take something like the samurai culture of Japan and compare it to the militaristic culture of the United States, um, say like the Second World War. Mm-hmm. since they both kind of faced off there was still that old school mindset where it's in a sense of on the western side you know we surrender it's not necessarily taken in a way of you've dishonored your entire country your family your namesake it's 
you had no choice, you know, yeah. especially in a situation where you're surrounded. Whereas in Japan, a culture like that, uh, it could be seen as something horrible. Mm. So whereas something that is very morally gray in one area of the world could be something that's just morally in the red, where it's like, you don't fucking do that, otherwise you're not coming home. Yeah. So, like, I see it as more of a collect- societal ethics, a, change- yeah. a changeover, um, which I think it's kind of fascinating for just, you know, Europeans when they come over and they start hearing these stories. You know, so once, once you know, talks break in and there is a, a translator of sorts that is like, yeah, no, we don't go that way. Why? Because the thing will take you in the woods. <laughs> and that's, 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 that's their fucking belief. Yeah. They're like, hey, you know, Jim went out there. He never seen back. Jim again. Well, shit, Red Crow. I guess I have to believe you. <laughs> you know, and then I do. There was a there was a map recently. I saw it was um, mass disappearances from 1899 to 1592 in, oh, the United, in North Christ. America, and it's a map of the United States Fuck. and northern Canada. And then they displayed it over open mine shafts and yeah. caves. And so I'm just like, I've seen that. Yeah, so I was like sitting there going, either something is grabbing these fucking people or they're just finding a hole in the woods and just falling fall, straight yeah, fucking down. Shit. <laughs> no wonder why the life expectancy for a while was only like, I think in your mid-30s to early 40s, like mm-hmm. 42 is at one point the longest lifespan, which is coincidentally also the meaning of life according to uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, Douglas Adams got nailed that shit. <laughs> nailed that, that shit down. The second book is actually my favorite of all of them because the, the, the second rich, book is the really under yes yes uh, i but, fucking love those books oh my god uh, we can do a retrospective on those too i, I am totally right. fine with that but uh, we don't have a literary <laughs> review yet, yet. <laughs> we need a bulletin board at that yeah. point oh, god. Uh, a bring, whiteboard bring fucking ribbon going here 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 you could be like points. Geraldo rivera you could even take your mustache off and uh, erase the shit too yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look what i found nothing's in it but <laughs> uh but going back to the, go back to the windigo i think you know, it's basically, in in a more Western layman's terms, a demon. Yeah. In a way, like it, it is demon of the woods. Yeah, and like even in Skinwalker Ranch, which I love that it has such a big, big pull for a lot of people out west. Even though it wasn't that big no. on that side of the country, except for a handful of Native American tribes who intermixed with other tribes from the east. Well, you know who uh, you know who actually owns it now. Um, I, his name is escaping me right now, but he's actually one of uh, the billionaires that works on space technology. Of course, it is. Oh yeah, that no. Guy, that, that guy, that, that, when it comes to conspiracy, that's that's what makes it fucking perfect. Because the family that had lived there before in the early '90s, after they moved, they sold it to him, and he's I have to find his name again because I'll definitely run it by mm-hmm. you. But very closed off. Has only done, I think, a three or four interviews over the mm. course of him coming into public light about 20, 30 years ago. Mm. Very closed off type of individual. Kind of like a Bob Lazar. Very much like a Bob Lazar. He's kind of like Bob Lazar meets Elon Musk. So, okay. mil- billionaire yeah. philanthropist, you know, multiple hands and multiple sources, but... I knew the man that made the car of water. And I, yeah, like, and I killed that son of a bitch. But he's the type of guy that wouldn't say that shit. <laughs> he's like, I killed him. I fucking killed him. He'll, he'll say that shit behind closed doors, but if there's a camera in his face, it's very short answer, very very uh, 48 laws of power type of individual. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Say less is more. He kind of reminds, uh, kind of reminds me of the, uh, I don't know if you ever watched Star Trek, but the Ferengi. Uh, <laughs> yes, 100%. Yes, yeah. that is how he is. A little to nothing is said. <laughs> yeah, a little to nothing is said. The laws of capitalism. <laughs> you, can, you can't help but feel like a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so like some of the stories I had delved into other than Skidwalker Ranch, because I know that gets played a lot. Oh, yeah. There's a podcast. Uh, I, I kind of did it. a deep dive into the Native Americans who basically ran across a foul of, you know, the new laws of North America from Canada and what is the United States and the, the deals they were making. Because um, you would have this uh, Native American kill another man, and under the laws ruled by Canada at the time, you know, the monarchy or whatever. Same with the United States. It's like, oh, no, we're going to have to kill him. We're going to, you know, hang him. And the guy's saying, no, no, you don't understand. He, The guy I killed was possessed by a Wendigo. And I just – and it seems in my mind that that would be a little bit more acceptable considering yeah. that people burned other motherfuckers on yeah. the East Coast for being witches. Yeah, it's a Salem witch trials looking at you. <laughs> yeah, like, like it seems like it's, it's okay – 
for like them to think witches and demons possess people yeah. and then it's like native americans like no they don't accept christ so they don't know what demons are yeah and that's what always got me with the puritans and native american interactions was like how are you going to tell one group of people when you just burned like nine motherfuckers at the stake and stoned i'm sorry burned eight and stoned one person keep in yeah. mind like did that and then say oh no no, no the, what you believe is bullshit like you guys just fucking like somebody happened to be boiling water and it was like that's fucking witchcraft right there you gotta die yeah. <laughs> some girl figured out salt for x and that was the end of that <laughs> some girl some girl was advocating for women's rights that's that's witchcraft no fuck that yeah, yeah and that well that goes to the puritans which is basically the, the oh, greatest yeah. the greatest and biggest cult of all time oh and dude even europe was like get the fuck away from us and that's what cracks me up about when people talk about the pilgrims coming here i'm like they came here from religious exile because everybody else was fucking done with their shit yeah. it was like get on a boat we don't care where you go just fucking go somewhere that, 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 that tells you about the progressiveness of europe is like we don't even burn motherfuckers anymore <laughs> like, <Jesus Christ. laughs> we've moved past that all right we either hang people or we kick them out get the fuck on the boat <laughs> yeah, we're not burning people what the fuck is this? <laughs> we got better shit to do uh, and like I've, I kind of did, did kind of like a very deeper dive into not only the Skinwalker Wendigo, but other versions of it. Uh, South America actually has a version really? of, of the Wendigo. It's very, it's not, it's only a handful of similarities. Um, and it's Central America for, let's say, like Bogota. Oh, down to Colombia. So down it kind of goes so, um, from like the Aztecs and the Mayans down to mm-hmm. the Incas. So okay. pa- yeah, so past the Incas, which is like the southernmost, I believe. Um past panama past bolivia you know all this um there was a version is basically what basically in florida what they call a skunk ape but yeah, it, but familiar. it was like there was one that uh in south america uh, i can't pronounce the name uh because it has like four z's in it yeah four <laughs> z's and like accent marks you've never yeah. fucking seen the only one i can pronounce is quasi coyotal <laughs> i i love that so much though because i always struggle with that at least you're not as bad one. as me where i'm like ziwatanejo and that's not even a fucking <laughs> the only reason i can say quasi coyotal is a fucking show i watched that was basically made by the people of archer that has got one season and they canceled it immediately because it's so fucking offensive oh shit <laughs> and then they, oh they, shit they talk they talk to a mexican guy and go, hey quasi quota what you back up off our beer and it's just like <laughs> what a fucking pull of a fucking statement <laughs> yeah man and, and the funny thing is have you ever watched narcos yes uh you remember the end of the second season where it's just showing the um the different uh like farmers like people along the mexican border loading up well the song that's uh playing in the background for that scene is actually in that ancient um aztec language if i remember right yeah and it was uh a song that was called um uh, la bruja Mm -hmm. but they did another the woman that was singing it did a rendition according to the ancient language which i always thought was cool because you hear how different it sounds from spanish Mm -hmm. but there's some little similarities here and there yeah like in South America and some of the tribes that you know were made contact with, they said, "Hey, yeah, there's a guy, there's a thing out there who's a man," um, and they described it as an ape. What, 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 what we think of as an ape, the way they described it, and it could just be a lost in translation type thing, considering yeah. there are no apes in North or South America at all. Um, <laughs> which it kind of goes into like the different aspects of you know territory, because you've never heard of a tornado in Europe, have you? Hell no. No, but it's weird that it happens on the northwest hemisphere of the of the world, mm-hmm. and it's a fucking phenomenon for us. It's just, it, but to some people too, it's even like uh, to the point. Like I was out in Oklahoma City, and I saw little twisters just starting up randomly, no. and it's just normal. That's, yeah, that's, 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 that's their bag. Yeah, <laughs> but it kind of it kind of lets me think of, you know, when we think of. Um, and we're kind of doing a dive on religion, basically, but that's what it is. A Wendigo is a, is it's a, a religious, uh, religious um, figure. Yeah, um, and I think you know because of all the different stuff that Native Americans probably have seen compared to you know the Europeans, which was mainly war, plague, and death. Um, when you see natural phenomenon, let's say a nor'easter or a hurricane in the south or a tornado in the west or something yeah. like that. Uh, or massive black cloud thunderstorms where North and South Carolina would be, you know, where the Cherokee and Virginia and everything. And I, and I kind of think about this a little bit, a little bit too much probably, but the what causes this and how would their religion respond to that? Yeah. And I can only imagine, you know, you got a nomadic tribe heading out west, you know, it, it's summertime. Now we have to move north to the Greater Lakes where the it's a little bit more mild weather, not, you know, fucking hot. Yeah. Uh, 
and then you know go back south but in that transition period of like august september is when you know what the christians would call call the the gays are causing tornadoes um <laughs> which <laughs> yeah, is actually just, just the cold front diving deep into a high pressure but you know what? like they know everything the, right the yeah science science is a lie what is it let's cut it out with the science stuff <laughs> yeah just like another blow to science i saw this week was a guy posted a picture of what a sun looked like from like light years away it turned out to be a slice of chorizo and i'm just like holy shit thank you oh my god thank you you fucking heretic <laughs> oh man how smooth is your brain <laughs> that's some moonwalking shit right there <laughs> that is fucking slick ass shit that is that is thoughts just slide right off it's like a fucking egg <laughs> so uh going after like going back to like let's say go about to like the west end of the the skinwalker um you've heard some of the stories out of skinwalker ranch about people being taken oh yeah uh, animals turning up with yeah. no organs chemical smell to them yeah. no earthly explanation as mm-hmm. to why it's like they got sucked out yeah uh that kind of reminds me of uh, like a chupacabra a little bit in a way yes um that's, other than the chemical smell yeah that was the only thing that threw it off because originally that's what the family was expecting because around that area it's the southwestern united states you know it, there's a lot of weird shit that happens mm-hmm. constantly and chupacabra is one of the anomalies that's explored often in that area especially in new mexico and arizona mm-hmm. being so close to the mexican border because you know it's where the uh legend originates from but that was originally what they were thinking that it was some kind of blood-sucking creature until they started seeing that organs were missing out of these uh cattle uh, going into it, we're about halfway in, but uh, going into it, do you believe the Wendigo exists? I feel like to some degree, I mean, I, I like to keep an open open yeah. mind with everything, you know. Could it exist? Yeah, it could exist. So could Bigfoot, the Loch Ness Monster, even though there's been countless people that have disproven it. You never know, because it mm. could just pop up one day and it's like, holy fucking shit, it actually is real, you yeah. know. That's that's kind of what I always think of. I, I I always think that maybe anything is possible because there's a lot of shit that happens in this world that's unexplained. Yeah. Uh, I, I do not, but I do also believe in, you know, you say it out loud, you know, the topa. Kind oh, of yeah. Thing. Enough people say it out loud. It becomes true in a way. Um, I do believe it was um, kind of an explanation for the Native Americans yeah. of, you know, violent tendency, psychosis, whatever the dc dcm5 says <laughs> but, uh, but uh, i gotta love that book <laughs> but uh but like can you you know we we know what mental illness is we know what some of the triggers are we know yeah. that you know it probably could be a family oriented but could be post-traumatic stress that could cause gluttony hey, according to like you know europe in the 18th and 19th centuries it was nothing that a lobotomy wouldn't fix <laughs> yeah oh man uh fun fact though uh not far from brad's house is weston uh, West Virginia, which holds the Trans Allegheny Asylum, right, which was like the go-to spot for Doctor Friedman, the lobotomy man. Are you serious? And, he, and like some of the stories we were told were that dude would ride, ride up in his white van and people would scatter. <laughs> he was he had that Joseph Mengele kind of vibe. Yeah, like hey, what's wrong with Tiffany? Oh, she reads too much. I'll fix that. No, don't worry, I got this. Shit. Give me Teak. a give me a nice pick and a ball peen hammer. I'll get yeah. it done in no time. Um, and that's a whole another series of story because the, the the rumors of who had lobotomies and failed lobotomies is is magnificent. Oh yeah, um, I think also kind of going back to if it exists or not, and also providing explanations for certain events in daily life there in Native American communities. I also feel like a lot of what could get lost in translation or even lost in um, lost in our depiction and understanding of it is all their stories for the most part are taught orally instead of you know written down whereas you have the egyptians the greeks the romans would all write their shit down whereas everything with their traditions passed from generation to generation your mother tells you a story you tell kid uh your kids this same yeah. story and i think you know some flourishes are probably added oh yeah for of the course. Next generation or the tens of the hundreds of generations later little sentence enhancers <laughs> and like i think i think i find that kind of odd that um another odd aspect of you know not the Aztecs or Mayans or Incas, but like of just North American, you know, not United States, Canada, is some Native Americans didn't write anything down. No, nope. I understand the nomadic part of it, which would would kind of hinder the need for written language uh, in the long run because we do get cave paintings in yeah. the Southwest. Um, 
some of the caves in North Carolina, they they believe they have found some writings that have probably eroded away finally, uh, where Denville Caverns is and stuff like that. Um, Even in the Southwest, there's also the, um, can't think of the name of it right now, but I believe it's either Nevada or New Mexico, the village that's cut out in the side yes. of a cliff. Yeah. Uh, there's even things of that nature. So it was advanced, but it's just perplexing to find that some cultures that were that advanced didn't ever write anything down. There was no written language. It was just spoken. It was just something that he knew. And it kind of goes to uh, another part of his time erodes everything. So, yeah. So eventually we will be forgotten. And oh, it, yeah. The and written the, word or technology itself would be back into the earth from where it came. Um, <laughs> I can't be wait. I can't wait to be used as diesel for the hey, space aliens. It's gonna be. Hey, it's gonna be great to be harvested yeah. <laughs> by the squid alien. With the squid alien, I Another, was kind of hoping they were gonna be the greys, but I'll settle for the squid ones. No, those are time travelers, and you know that. <laughs> the greys are just us, fucking billions of years in the future, <laughs> just time travel and be like, hey, let's watch some popcorn and watch this that's guy fucking, fuck. If that's as far as human evolution goes, I'm fucking disappointed. Like yeah. all we got was just big ass heads and big yeah. eyes, and we shrunk. I mean, we yeah. get the telekinetic powers, but at what cost? We don't look fuckable yeah. anymore. And I think the, another uh, part of the window ago that kind of expands which i was watching watching a lot of stuff about this and they were talking about after after 1530 1540 the even the depiction of the wendigo had changed into a paler creature so they wow. when they when they picture the wendigo um in early stories from like 1492 you know old you know, turn of the century of 1400s to 1500s you know right. where settlers were coming in a little bit more mass and surviving the boat ride uh they were being told, like, no, it's a it's a Native American demon who would look like them and talk like them. So yeah, but it wasn't until you know basically the whites came over that the Wendigo became paler. <laughs> that uh, yeah, so yeah, so figure so a generational tale of hey, you see those white folks over there. They're all fucking demons. <laughs> They're all demons. They're cannibals. They yeah. will kill you and eat you. Oh, that's what got a. Uh, actually, that's the that's the funny story about cannibalism and whites. Is that's what got a lot of Christians killed and um, uh, by the Romans and by. <laughs> Are you serious? It's a, it's a lost in translation thing. Holy shit! Because of what is the religion of Christianity during the time of being saved is you eat the body of Christ, you drink the blood of Christ, you you know you consume, you consume your savior. Yeah. And. They saw that as, oh, God, these guys are cannibals. What the fuck? We stopped doing that two days ago. We didn't do that anymore. <laughs> we're advanced now. We're yeah, republic. Yeah, we're advanced now. Yeah, the Romans. Yeah, we're so fucking advanced. Even though you guys have uh, orgy halls, vomitoriums. But you know what? Party, I guess party on, man. Well, you see that meme. It's like when the Greeks invented the threesome. And then it's like when the Romans realized you could answer, uh, add a girl. Oh, my God. Hey, hey, fuck, man. They were progressive as shit yeah. when it came to that. But, like, that's another. That just reminds me of, like, a lost in translation thing. It's, it's the Wendigo could have changed just because of these new group of people have come and even down to which is another deep dive i went into about native americans of what tribal painting is uh, like some of the tribal paintings is um to, as protections for warriors but it wasn't just warriors it was the women it's you know the the marking of the face much like the japanese uh with tattoos and everything like that it's a marking of a status symbol almost and some of right. those status symbols were actually wards away wendigos what they thought was you know evil thoughts evil things was it the japanese or the chinese culture because i'm thinking about um in terms of like how it would depict status as well uh the height of the ponytail would mm -hmm. also determine that was the, the japanese so that's the, what i thought so the japanese you know they grew their hair out very long they didn't believe in cutting their hair which, that's the same thing but, with native americans too yeah, so you cut the hair you cut the status you know yeah that, in the last samurai that was what stood out when they're yeah. cutting one of the but guys you can hair. imagine at some point a genetic flaw would probably come in into a child who oh, would probably definitely. go balding. Definitely. And that, and that person is probably exiled as like, oh no, that's a demon. We see that a lot in like African cultures yeah. um, in, the, in uh, the 1990s who were still practicing some version of witchcraft. You see some children being basically exiled and starved to death because of what you know their version of belief in witchcraft is. Yeah. Um, which is no different from any other you know, no. Western religion where we just exile motherfuckers yeah, for just, certain things. But just get the fuck not, out. It's just like the, well, the the whole part of witchcraft and the difference between witchcraft and being excommunicado is fucking 
you don't starve to death in the West because <laughs> you didn't can't go to church no more. <laughs> You're just not allowed to come here. You can still go to the restaurant across the street. Yeah. Just don't come into this fucking church. Yeah, but like in some of those other places, it's like no the get the fuck out of everything. Community based and yeah, they may not move, but. Well, that they was still kind of the, like a tribe mentality. Well, it was kind of the same concept where it kind of comes in. It, it's like the Wendigo, in a way, was a, a wild man, uh, mm-hmm. somebody just living on the fringes of society, somebody we've exiled so many years ago, but they've gone mad in the woods and, and they've I, become and I find an animal. That, I find that fascinating because when we, like, even today in American culture, the guy on the fringe, the guy who's not part of society, who's kind of making it. Yeah, it's on doomsday preppers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like, but even that, you know, that's just the caricature of what they really are. It's just like, yeah. this person who can live off the land. We see that as like American exceptionalism, almost. You know, kind of yeah. like your uh, your Davy Crockett's, you know, Teddy Roosevelt too. Yeah, the, yeah, you know, the idea of frontierism. Yeah, yeah, uh, a frontier man, a one man army. You know, kind of. Yep. We see that as exceptionalism, but Native Americans see that as you're dumb as fuck. You're going to die out there. Yeah, why would you not stick with the group? We and, we have a group for a fucking reason. And I believe that, and you know, I totally believe that was probably part of what happened to Native Americans who kind of squandered away from the tribe and talked to those white people over there. You yeah, know, I think like turned that, into one of them is how they saw yeah, it. But turned into you know a tribe meeting a tribe back in the day was on the frontier or you know in the woods fighting yeah. or at a trade post you know on on some limit of treaty. Uh, like handshake or something like that of course but, but when the migration of europeans got here i could see that as yeah don't fucking do that yeah don't go near them because <laughs> they're just going to lead you down the worst fucking yeah, you know path. they're cannibals right like, yeah they, they burn people, people. <laughs> the romans told us about it <laughs> I can only imagine, you can only imagine like salem virginia with a native american crawling up on them on them while they're burning people their own people oh yeah and seeing that That's like what the horrifying. fuck is wrong with these people and just like we need to move we need to move yeah and i you know I, i've thought about it I actually I've never really taken that into consideration like let's just say there was a Native American tribe that just stumbled upon the Salem witch trials they're seeing a guy getting stoned to death I'm just wondering what the fuck goes through your head you've only seen this culture for maybe like two weeks right Mm -hmm. didn't even talk to them just been kind of watching from a distance to understand how they work they kind of act like you they have homes set up they have a society in a way like i will say the the european settlers are not good at spotting these people hell no no the most naive motherfuckers even even in the like 1800s like 1820s like there's a story of abe lincoln and his family have you heard the story of Abe Lincoln and his family and uh-uh. his brother being taken at the fucking wood line? Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah They yeah. didn't see them motherfuckers coming. They just looked over and he was gone. Yeah. That's and, right. And, like, so, like, even in the 1820s, 1830s. It was still happening. Like, yeah, it, people getting snatched the fuck up. Yeah, and, and white people were acting like the white people in horror movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was that noise? <laughs> yeah, what was that noise? I don't fucking care. <laughs> <laughs> let's get the fuck out of here. No, yeah. let's go check it out. But, like, you, you know, imagine, like, uh, a great depiction of this is actually the Scarlet Letter. Yes. Uh, uh, where, and the uh, Crucible, too. Yeah, and it's just like, hey, you see that wood line over there where their property stops and the Native Americans begin? Could you just imagine them watching, like, rocking some dude to death? And then, like, see, we told you, they're all fucking demons. <laughs> Look how fucking crazy that is, man. Yeah. They're killing people with rocks. You know, we split skulls, but goddamn. <laughs> yeah, like, I threw a tomahawk at a Mohawk Indian the other day, and I'm just, like, back the fuck up. And you know, that, that was a warning, but goddamn. They right just put bare arms, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> they're just putting rocks on people until yeah. they fucking die. <laughs> and just imagine what, what kind of, like, fauna was out there so like, oh yeah um i had said something to uh, alex and cap i said uh, you know the the moose the north american moose is the last remaining megafauna of the north america that's very uh, true uh, actually probably the world actually is it, it, because it's such a large animal that does yeah. not have a place in the ecosystem i said can but in my mind i'm thinking what other fucking animal probably just like bebop down the fucking forest and was probably like snatching motherfuckers you know we get stories of native americans like uh the, le- the leech uh, Leapchi, which is basically a f- another version of the Wendigo. If you've ever heard of uh, Nantinak from um, uh, Alaska, mm-hmm. it's in this area called, oh my God, Portlock. Yeah. A- abandoned town. It's not a town anymore. It used to be a big cannery fishing yeah. area. Well, the Native Americans up there have something called Nantinak, which is a lot like Bigfoot, but it's like Bigfoot with supernatural powers. Yeah. Well, that's what the Wendigo is. Wendigo is not a thing. It's a. It's a supernatural belief. Well, that kind of goes into what you were saying about people going missing into the woods because there were instances of hunters' bodies being washed down the hills around this town. 
um, when the rain season would roll in. So guys would go missing for two, three weeks at a time, sometimes even a couple of months, and all of a sudden you'd see them coming down the hill. Or like another example, because it was a logging uh, community, after they were cutting down these trees and moving further into the forest, something got fucking pissed because all the people in the town reported hearing screeches, growls, and feeling logs, huge logs getting thrown at their homes and businesses. Yeah, kind of like a shrieker or something like that. Yeah, and that's kind of where it goes into the Bigfoot thing because it's, it, to people that saw it, it was kind of like an ape, but very intelligent. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of, you know, look at the Wendigo a little bit differently from the other cryptids we'll be covering, like the Mothman, you know, yeah. Bigfoot, the New Jersey Devil. I love Chupacabra. the Jersey Devil story too. And, uh, yeah, so like it seems as like this this particular one um, is more religion based than anything other than why eyewitness. Because anytime I, I was reading about the native americans uh, when they came across the wendigo it was always inside someone else yes uh some other poor soul who got possessed yep by the wendigo who probably probably just had ptsd or some shit and just like left ate a bad mushroom <laughs> yeah and that's another part of you know what part of psychedelics or you know tribal yeah. tribal uh tribal rituals probably had an effect on someone with a psychosis of some kind. Because a lot of uh, out west, when they would smoke peyote and uh, mm. ayahuasca, things of that nature, a lot of that was more of like black magic dabbling. I remember talking to a girl I was seeing that was really heavily into Native American culture, like really researched this type of stuff. Mm. Um, and if Smoked you go... this peace pipe with me. There's yeah. PCP in that note. It's going to make you feel good. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Damn, General Custer. I didn't know you'd like to get, get wet. wet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, wet with blood. <laughs> yeah, for real. But um, um I, like a lot of stuff with the Wendigo, it, it really makes me wonder if there was psychedelic trips involved, like uh, something along the lines of shrooms, you yeah. know, bad trip type of thing. Because that that's what would happen to berserkers over in uh, Europe. Um, yeah. A lot of the uh, yeah. Gaulish, uh, uh, the, the different barbarian the tribes. Norsemen. Yeah. Let me just uh, drink this uh, homemade honey beer and uh, <laughs> let me just put some psychedelics in that shit and I'll never feel pain and I'll be in Valhalla in no time. <laughs> I, might, I might go fucking nuts and kill my own guys, but you know what? <laughs> It was worth it. Hell yeah, it was. Valhalla. I think one interesting thing, uh, kind of throw this into pop culture, just kind of stay on topic a little bit too. Um, uh, the primary antagonist for Stephen King's uh, Pet Cemetery. Pet Cemetery, the most well-known example. Uh, the movie didn't really do it any justice. The book yeah. kind of depicted it more in the forefront. Yeah, the new the newest movie does. The newest Pet Cemetery kind of does. Good, because you see, because uh, uh, the Creed, the dad, yeah. he's out there with. Uh, John Lithgow's character, the neighbor, yeah. and he says, "Don't look in the woods because you'll see it." And he kind of jerks and looks in the woods, and you see something moving across the timbers, and it's the Wendigo. Uh, they they depict it with the deer head and everything, yeah. but but it's it's basically the Wendigo. Which yeah. um, I have a whole theory on Stephen King novels uh, that Ellie Creed is actually the villain in Doctor Sleep. <laughs> well, there's a lot of there, there's a lot of ways they're interconnected. Like uh, one just small example is that Red in um, the Shawshank Redemption is a resident of Castle Rock, the same town that's from the Dead Zone, where Johnny solved the serial killer murders that were occurring there. Yeah. So it's just um, a lot of cool they're stuff. All, they're all interconnected. <clears throat> the Dark Tower series kind of ruins it for you when you finish that oh, series. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, they're all interconnected in a version. Um, kind of going on, uh, like, continuing on with that, too. Uh, the Girl Who Loved Tom Gordon, if you've ever heard of that book. Mm. Uh, that kind of continues off of that. Um, but it's further south in Appalachia. It's mm. around this area, around North Carolina, yeah, he Virginia really, he border. He really dives out of Maine, but when he does, it's California, North Oh, Carolina. yeah. It's always the most extreme further out west or somewhere in New York City. But this was actually a lesser-known book that has a Wendigo in the forefront again, too. Yeah. Um, not quite as having a heavy hand in the sense of Pet Cemetery, where he could corrupt people enough mm-hmm. to, you know, corrupt the uh, protagonist to bury his son and his cat. And yeah. his wife that eventually did him in. That was the whole goal of the whole thing. Um, in this book, he's more of a background character that's kind of like a fucking game master in a Dungeons and Dragons tournament. Mm-hmm. Where it's kind of like, girl's trying to find her way back, get off the trail, and find her way back to civilization. But he's just throwing obstacles and shit at and her that's, constantly. That's another part of it. You know, you know D&D culture kind of being big again like it was in the 80s. You mm-hmm. know, it's, it's kind of expanding now with the internet age. Um, I've noticed, I've gone back... And looked at you know some of the editions of D and D and some of the creatures and realized some of these are European fantasy creatures. Some yes. of these are 
fucking religious aspects of other cultures. Yeah. So like you got, we talked about it here on Stranger Things when we when we did the Stranger Things, the Vecna, this you know grotesque wizard, which is like a witch basically of European culture. Yeah. But there are other aspects of it too. Um, the Mind Flayer, which is you know depicted as a dragon, but in some parts of different editions, it's depicted as a lanky, emaciated creature kind of that like, corrupts kind of like the wendigo in a way yeah and what i think what i think is just kind of fascinating about the wendigo is you know we think of it as a real thing because it's considered it's classed as a cryptid yeah of which course. is very odd yeah that it that it is that has that classification uh and we compare it to like let's say point pleasant's mothman yeah which is a harbinger of fucking bad bad tidings bad times yeah um, Constantly. And then you have like the Flatwoods monster, which is aliens, but it's just the it was just maybe guys with flashlights, you know, but like kind of like the Dover Demon too. If you've ever heard of that, yes. that yeah. that's kind of like people think that was an extraterrestrial, mm-hmm. um, or some people have even said that that was mm-hmm. a Wendigo too. In, and I in think its own because form. this one is probably the <clears throat> oldest one, we'll probably talk about in some of our cryptid series, um, because that and Bigfoot have such a timeless. Oh yeah, you can go Look. on for days and days because there's yeah. all different things coming out about them. But going like it, it kind of changed. Like I, I kind of see this as just a an interpretation of what evil looks like for Native Americans. Yeah, because I mean, evil has various forms. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's a very cliched saying, but it's it's very true. We have different depictions of evil mm-hmm. in Western culture and white culture as well. I mean, in Catholicism, it's the devil. Mm-hmm. Um, in uh, Hindu culture, it's uh, Bahraman. Is that what it is? I'm trying to remember. What was it? Bahamut. Yeah, that, basically similar to that. Yeah. I, I can't remember the exact name. Uh, Kali. Kali. That's yeah. there. We go. It took me a sec, yeah. but that's that's like a depiction of chaos and evil in that culture. We well, you know that, uh, another loss in translation kind of thing is you know when the Muslims are being driven out of Spain. Uh, you get you get we get what what is the name of the devil in in the church of satan is bahumit you know yeah and like that that was you know the goat-headed demon blah yep. blah blah and, just, and like that kind of goes into a horned creature with cloven hooves and, stuff yeah. like that. and it's like you're describing a wendigo yeah and see, like there's such there's such a a, a communication breakdown into what that is and all it was in spain was they were saying muhammad but the Spanish didn't understand that, so they created the word Bahumit. So that's what, I, that was the lost in translation part of it. They thought Muhammad was the devil. And you know, I kind of give them the benefit of the doubt, because keep in mind, in Spain, it's like, doesn't surprise me, because they, they speak Spanish with a lisp there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you knew that, but they speak it with a lisp because of a king that the, had one. Yeah, the Vosotros and Haps, no, Sotros. Yeah, Spanish. Vo, Vosotros the would Habsburgs always piss me off. The Habsburgs and uh, oh. uh, the, the inbreded oh, That's a lisp. fun topic. Yeah. But uh, yeah, looks just, like it seems like uh, the loss in translation kind of fuels these stories of like ghouls and... Because it starts uh, out as kind of a, a Krampus type of thing where it's like, you better be good, or otherwise this is going to come and get you. Which I love. The, the Krampus is... Have you noticed that all evil creatures in all religions have horns? Every single one. Why? And cloven feet. I Why am, the fuck does it have horns? I don't I, know. I, I think it's probably the fact that people are being go- gored to death a lot I of guess, times. So, yeah, probably. Like, can you imagine what kind of deer were here before the white man came? Fucking Christ. I'm My massive... They, they were killing they were causing a higher body count yeah. than most of the wars and like <laughs> i was just like because i think about stuff like that and what tales we grew up with as kids you know some like church stories and stuff like oh, that yeah. and how it probably just got miscommunicated it's like i love stories so and we'll talk about it again but like another one like is like the story of uh sodom and gomorrah about yeah. being burned down to the ground and the two people that showed up are described as tall, pale of skin, golden hair, which is basically the basis of angels. And I'm just like, you're describing a Viking. Yeah, what the fuck is going on here? Did Vikings travel south and sack two towns? <laughs> just out of nowhere, they somehow missed the entirety of Europe. Well, maybe, it was like, it goes, but to my mind, in my mind, I explained this to a teacher who taught Bob's history. He told me I was basically a heretic for thinking that. And I'm just like, it's, it, you can't think that's plausible? large a large tribe of people who probably got exiled from other Scandinavian tribes went south just to say like let's see what's down there 
Yeah, fuck it. He made it to where Sodom and Gomorrah was being, which is an oasis in the desert, and, and sacked them. It, it wouldn't surprise me, because if you have interactions between the Vikings and Native Americans in uh, parts of Canada, Newfoundland, mm-hmm. for a great example, and they got driven off the fucking island yeah. shortly thereafter. Well, the story of like, Leif Erikson being yeah. the first white to, to, to arrive here. Yeah, there's the story of that. Um, and that's another fascinating story. Oh, dude, it really is. We go in real detail on that, but it just seems like a lot of these stories are intertwined. In a way, yes. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Krampus. I would love to do a holiday series on just religious, like, because uh, I love Krampus. That is awesome, I dude. Hell yeah! I love the mistletoes on yeah. it. Um, I got on the fly. Uh, it's good for on the fly. Good, yeah. you all in one sitting out. too. Like, oh really? Oh god, it hurt like a motherfucker. Oh, I can imagine. But like, it's something like you know you kind of realize while talking about it is just like the the skinwalker is described as a lanky creature with horns the face of a dead deer you know the devil is a goat-headed man you know krampus is horned uh even even some of the uh indian deities have horns yeah they're they're modeled after the in some ways they look like satyrs too in some Mm -hmm. depictions yeah that kind of reminds me of like a or pan from yeah. Greek mythology is kind of like this is a pick and choose story. Yeah, of, just cherry like, pick what you want. Hey, hey, what does what does Satan look like? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, hey, you remember that Greek guy we killed? Yeah, yeah. Remember That's that? exactly what he looks That's like. That's exactly <laughs> what he looked like. He looked like a fur, a furry, who, who's like in the middle of in the middle of putting his costume on. <laughs> he just got the head and the gloves on, and we got that son of a bitch before him. he could go further. Smashed him, <laughs> and like. Even the Minotaur is another good example. It's a fucking, it's a, a, a bullhead. It's just a bullhead. Yeah. It, it uh, kind of goes into that story of where it could have been just a man that lived on this island that scared the shit out of people, like Scooby-Doo style, mm-hmm. that they said, oh, he's been killing all these tons and of you people. Think, you know, that, that kind of goes into the one last part of the Wendigo. Um, you, think, you think they probably just created the Wendigo to keep people in the tribe in the tribe i think so um because strength in numbers especially Mm. when you're living that type of lifestyle either it's nomadic or even if you are stagnant in the case of like a lot of the tribes in the northeastern uh, north american region Mm. because a lot of times um once you go further out west that's where you'll see a lot of the so-called teepees things of that nature but if you go to the east where you see a lot of the iroquois and algonquin um settlements there are long houses, there's walls surrounding there. So it's almost, in a way, very similar to how European castles were constructed. You had the giant uh, stronghold in the center, and then a little wall at, at times surrounding that and the village within it. Yeah. Um, and I think I think the Wendigo kind of worked very well for some of these tribes. Yeah. In a larger aspect, because they're so nomadic and they didn't have time to build walls, you know, they're, yeah. they're building teepees. And, of course. You know. Uh, shacks basically you know yeah um, not not like square structures like the europeans but more of triangle shape that you know weight distribution and everything oh yeah the triangle course. is the strongest shape <laughs> goddamn right triangle superiority and as someone who's helped put someone put up a t- fucking tp imagine putting up 15 <laughs> of them motherfuckers it's you know team what work we're sleeping outside fuck this yeah it's like it's like it is it is very unique um and uh, we'll go into that a little bit more. We did. Uh, we talked about it on our uh, Rim Rocks one episode about how uh, Rob, shout out to Rob Kearns, who put up his teepee and he was telling us how everything works in the teepee and how all the air drafts up to prevent yes. smoke from build up. And I'm just like, that is that is some ingenuity, some trial and error. You know, probably <laughs> there's you know, a few people died of yeah. carbon monoxide poison. <laughs> that or they just they burned it. Oh, oh fuck, I forgot. Oh fuck, we built the cl- we put the cloth a little bit too close this time. Let's try yeah. it again, but let's space it out a little bit more <laughs> yeah so uh we're gonna we're gonna uh close it off here but um one last thing it's like you said the you possibly the, the belief that the wendigo possibly existed and on my aspect i just see it as a religious terminology like a demon or an angel definitely um i would like to come back to the subject a little bit more once we've gone through a lot more of the more recent cryptids yeah uh, possibly a part two on this series would be great just for skinwalker ranch definitely we could do a whole episode on that yeah i'd love um, to but yeah, thanks again for coming, Quinn. I'm glad to have you, and hope everybody listens. Uh, give us some feedback on the Discord. Uh, but yeah, thank you, thank you for listening. Always a pleasure to be here, man. <laughs>